podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Hey there, it's Wednesday and you're listening to Caffeinated Changes. I'm Stephanie and I'm so glad you're listening. May kicked off Mental Health Awareness Month here in the U.S. and it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Here's why. 193.2 billion, billion dollars are lost in earnings every year. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in, in the United States, but between the ages of 10 and 34, it's ranked number two. 90% of those that die by suicide show symptoms of a mental health condition. One out of five Americans will struggle with a mental condition, but only 41% will seek treatment. Those are scary stats. As someone that has sought treatment in the pharmaceutical and talk therapeutic form, this month means a lot to me. We talk so much about health care coverage, and I'm lucky to be covered by an institution that considers mental health to be part of the body, but not everyone is so blessed. If you're suffering, please reach out to your doctor or the National Alliance for Mental Illness by texting NAMI to 741741. Both can help you find resources that will be invaluable and can help you move towards recovery. Today's episode is dedicated to those struggling. We see you, we love you, and you are a valued piece of our community. Reach out. There's no wrong way to say you're struggling. Our guest today is aware of many hats. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a friend. She's a paralegal at an immigration law firm. She's gifted. She's creative. She's a part-time photographer and musician. She's the child of an addict. She's struggling with mental health. She's seeking treatment. And she is a better teller of her story than I am. So without any further comment, here's Marla. I, there are a lot of ways I can describe myself, but uh, mainly I am a Christian. I'm a believer. I am a full-time working mom. And I also have a side hustle. I do photography on the side. Um, I am an adult child of an addict, which I'll get into a little bit later. Um, I am, or I was diagnosed, I guess, as gifted. Um, and I don't want that to come out the wrong way. But basically, it's just, um, it's it's on a Spectrum. I can explain more about that later. Um, I am a wife, and I'm also a child of someone with a disability. If one were to Google adult children of addicts, and one has, they would find a variety of resources geared towards the children of those addicted. What does it mean to be the child of an addict in layman's terms? An adult child of an addict, well, initially when this whole diagnosis came out it was adult child of an alcoholic but it turns out that any child of an addict basically have the same personality traits um so it can be the personality traits are um avoiding conflict fear of losing control um very self-criticizing the inability to have fun, um, denial about things, developing a victim mentality, 
Uh, that's just a few of the traits that goes along with that. Children of addicts are already pretty complex individuals, but once you couple that with a gifted diagnosis, it gets even more complex. The way that Marla explained it is if you're looking at an IQ chart, most people tend to be in the middle. There would be a few outliers on the lower end and there'd be a few outliers on the higher end. Marla falls on the higher end. And what that means is that while the people on the lower end tend to be offered certain resources that are going to ease their journey through the school system, people on the higher end tend to not be offered the same opportunities. So the giftedness is uh, on the higher end of the spectrum. Not a lot of people realize that those people have certain needs as well. Um, mainly, I think society perceives it as just really smart people, <laughs> but that's actually not the case. So um, it, it really involves more intensity when it comes to certain things. Um, and that also, unfortunately, involves a lot of perfectionism and self-criticism, which coupled with the child of an addict stuff really, it's just really intensified. You mentioned before that your therapist explained the gifted diagnosis to you. Since you and I have benefited so greatly from therapy, can you explain your journey and choice to participate in talk therapy as opposed to taking the pharmaceutical route? Yes. So quite honestly, I had a moment back at the, uh, I believe it's the beginning of December where I was driving down the highway to work and I just had this brief thought go through my head. What if I just drove my car into the wall right now? And of course I didn't do it, but at that moment in time, I kind of reflected on that and I was like, wow, that's really bad. You know, I have a husband, I have a child to think about. I really need to get some help. And I think also in the back of my head, I had been reflecting a lot about family issues from the past. And I had suppressed all of that for so many years that I thought, you know, now would be a really good time to get help and try to resolve this. That is a really scary experience. I'm really glad that you sought help. So you've been in therapy since December, but how did you make it through until then? Yeah, so I honestly thought that the situation I was in was extremely normal until really later in middle school, high school. So I didn't really feel any sort of desire to, quote, make it through at that point. Um, but when I did realize that, you know, this is kind of a dire situation, I really do need to kind of just make it through. Um, I, I really leaned on my family members. Um, my mom's side of the family was really wonderful. They knew what was going on. They helped emotionally, physically in any way that they could. Um, I grew up as a Christian, which I'm very grateful for. So I really had my faith to lean on during that time. Um, it wasn't easy, certainly, but at least I had that hope to lean on. Um, I prayed a lot to God. I, I stayed at my friend's houses a lot to kind of escape from the chaos. Um, and honestly, 
it was just, I knew it was just a matter of time before I could get out of the situation and kind of do life on my own. So for those of you that don't know, Marla left for college when she was fairly young, 16 or 17 years old. So Marla, do you feel like the realization that your childhood was abnormal was the leading cause for why you left for college early? I, well, I don't, I I don't think so. So I actually skipped eighth grade. um, And I think I may have skipped part of kindergarten because we did move around so much. Um, So I think perhaps it had something to do with me skipping the grades, the moving around. Um, But really the, the giftedness is, I believe, why I was able to graduate so early and start college early. Got it. So the giftedness provided that opportunity. You talk some about how you saw yourself before seeking counseling. How do you see yourself now? I see myself being a much more confident person. Um, I'm more confident in expressing my opinions, having a voice, I also feel more at peace, honestly, with my past. I feel like before it had suppressed it so much that I didn't realize how much it was affecting me. But now that I'm going to therapy and just addressing all of these things, I really, truly in my heart feel like I'm at peace. Um, There are still a lot of things that I'm working through. One of them is just something as simple as planning. I know a lot of people are very good at doing that, but because my household was so chaotic, no one ever sat me down and said, hey, if you have a goal, you need to plan it out, things like that. Um, I'm still working through the self-criticism. That's a huge part um, of why I became so depressed, Um, but it's certainly gotten better. And I certainly feel like as a Christian, I feel much more involved with my faith because I reflect a lot on my past and everything I've gone through. And I just feel today, I just feel especially grateful uh, that I am where I am. I love how you describe yourself as more at peace. That's exactly how I think you're supposed to feel when you start hearing yourself in a less dysfunctional way. Let's assume that someone is listening that hasn't sought therapy, but is starting to see similarities in their childhood and yours. What advice would you offer them? Uh, First, you have to realize that you are not alone. I went through my life of 29 years, basically just thinking I'm different from everyone else. No one would understand. So it's really important for you to understand that you're not alone. Everybody goes through stuff, um, quite possibly the same or similar type of situation you are. So that alone gave me a lot of peace. Um, And also I highly encourage you to go ahead and seek out a therapist, talk to somebody, get some help. It's so relieving to get all your thoughts out there and to have an unbiased opinion. of, you know, what you're going through. Um, And also, I would highly suggest 
to just surround yourself with people that love you and support you, share your story. There's a lot of comfort and community. I've found that that has helped me a lot. Um, and as a Christian, I would also advise just keep God first in everything you do. Read a daily devotional, read some Bible verses, really take it in and reflect on it and just express gratitude for where you are right now and how far you have come. For those of you listening that may not share the same belief system as Marla, I don't want you to discount her message. Surrounding yourself with people that love and support you is key in any belief system and recovery. Gratitude practice has been proven to lessen stress and create a more positive internal environment. I keep a gratitude journal and on my worst days, it's really easy to lose track of all my blessings. So I find myself looking back on previous days. And if I'm being honest, some days all you can do is be grateful that you have a roof over your head and food in your belly. Now back to Marla. Uh, I think really the awareness of my situation going to therapy has made me a better person. Um, I am no longer in a state of self-pity, woe is me, hey everybody, I'm the victim, so sorry for me. It's just, it's made me so much better in that regard. And I, I'm just more accepting of my past. I'm, my past, I'm more at peace with it. I feel like my mind is kind of free now so that I can have more room in my mind to be everything else I want to be, a mother, um, a photographer, a good employee, and everything like that. So I don't know if you've done this, but one of the things that I did in therapy was write out the personality traits that I wanted to have, or as my therapist put it, I needed to get myself a personality and which one did I want? Have you done that? And if so, what's on your list? I do remember doing that before our first session. And the main thing that I wrote down was that I want to be more confident. I want to be a better communicator with my husband and my friends. I want to be more honest with myself because I feel like there have been a lot of times that I've lied to myself about my own feelings. Um, and really, I just want to be overall, as I think anyone would strive to be, as a better mom, a better wife, um, a better employee, and a better... Sometimes life happens, and those personal growth goals to be a great communicator, confident, and at peace with yourself can fall to the wayside. How do you keep it front and center so you continue to grow? It's honestly daily conversations. I have daily conversations with my closest friends, with my husband, and I realize a lot of times it's hard to have those conversations, to be so open and honest, but I found that the more honest I am and the more I open up with these people, the better I feel inside, and when I'm releasing those things, I feel like I am growing and moving towards the person I want to be. Those talks can be really tough, but it makes you feel more authentic and true to yourself. What's a piece of advice that you would offer your son if he were struggling with his authenticity? 
my advice to him would be to be honest always with other people and yourself. And if you have a gut feeling about something that's not right, you really should listen to your gut because most of the time you are right. Um, I think that would help him navigate life a lot easier. And it's not always going to be easy. There are going to be some very, very hard times. But it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. Ripping off a Band-Aid really hurts. But after you've done it, it feels okay, you know? (laughs) So um, that would be my advice to him. And then my other advice that I would give to him is to just not care what other people think about you. You are you, and you are you for a reason. God made us all in our own specific way for a reason. We need to stay in our lanes. We shouldn't veer off into other people's lanes. Just stay the track, focus on who you really are. And if somebody doesn't like it, then they're not meant to be in your life. That's some really great advice. I think everyone at some point struggles with authenticity and coping. And I think the information that you've given has been really powerful. So to shift gears just a tiny bit into something a little more fun, I sent you a list of questions, and this is our lightning round. Nothing deep, just goofy. My first question is, beach or mountain? The beach. (laughs) I understand. Yep. What's your favorite color? Red. Really? Yes, I love the color red. Always have and always will. (laughs) I don't know if you know this, but last week uh, Jennifer was on the – podcast and her favorite color right now is red as also oh my goodness yes (laughs) great color it is it's so bright um okay and then brunch or dinner Ooh, I love all food (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) can I pick both no um I'll uh I'll do brunch just because it's easier to cook like you know you can make eggs and potatoes and whatever else. It's just easier to cook. <laughs> I, well, I feel like brunch can be for dinner too, right? Like sometimes. We exactly. What's your favorite food for brunch? Oh man. I just love potatoes. I really do. The roasted <laughs> potatoes. I know that sounds crazy, but I just love potatoes. Give no, I just, all the carbs. I was wondering if you were going to start listing things off like uh, Bubba Gump and Forrest Gump, or Bubba uh, from Forrest Gump, roast potatoes, boiled potatoes. Yes, give me all the potatoes. (laughs) Okay, fall or spring? Oh, I love the fall so much. Really? Yes, I love the changing of the colors. I love the coolness in the air. It's not too cold, but it's like a nice cool. Um, And of course, everybody wants to get their pictures done in the fall. So it's great for me. (laughs) I was going to say that that probably makes a big difference. Okay. NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Oh my gosh. Um, I'll go with Backstreet Boys. Just because when I was in middle school, 
we each used to pretend to be a Backstreet Boy and we would have like arguments about it. And it was just a lot of fun. So Backstreet Boys. <laughs> That's so funny. That Did you ever see them or do you have plans to see them now that they're popular again? Um, you know, uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> there are books that you didn't know you had, right? Right. Books or movies? Ooh, I always fall asleep during movies, so I'll go with books. Okay, what are you reading right now? <laughs> um, I like to read a lot of self-help books, Christian books. Uh, one that I'm currently reading is by Carl Lentz. Um, and honestly, I can't remember the name of it. Oh my gosh. Um, but it's a Carl Lentz's most recent book. Um, it's just super empowering. It is Christian based. Um, but yeah. Okay. Have you read, um, Unqualified by Stephen Furtick? I have not, but I would love to. That's a good one. I've read that. Um, really, he's got a couple of them that are just very good. Okay, next question. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Oh, no, not you too. <laughs> I'm on the dark side. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> okay. So Izzy's favorite question to ask people is, what is your favorite number? Oh, uh, I like the number three. Any particular so, yeah, so the number three is mentioned many, many times in the Bible. Um, so obviously the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, there's just, and every time I, I read something in the Bible and it mentions the number three, I'm just like, wow, like it's connected to so many things. So I think that's really incredible. Um, yeah. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Oh, I love coffee. <laughs> what, what's your favorite kind of coffee? So this is extremely specific, but I love the cappuccino from Dunkin' Donuts with almond milk because it tastes exactly like a toasted marshmallow. Interesting. I didn't know that. I'll have to try mm-hmm. that. Since it's dairy-free, I can have it. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Dog or cat? I have both, but I'm going to go with dog. I didn't know you had a cat. You don't yeah, we... photograph a cat then because I've never seen <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> See, that's why I like dogs more because I don't photograph the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Don't tell my cat I told you that. I, I, it's your safe with me. As long as it doesn't listen to the podcast, I think we're safe. So is there anything else that you want to add? Is there anything that, are there any quotes, your favorite quote? Like, do you, uh, any parting words, parting gifts? Oh my goodness. I have so many things I could add. Um, But really, I think it's just important to keep your head up, have confidence, Surround yourself with a good network of friends um, that you can turn to at any given time. Uh, Be honest with yourself about your own feelings. Be honest with others. Uh, Keep God first always. 
and fight the good fight. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Marla is an incredibly creative person. If you're looking for more of her story, you can find her on the blog marlashappyplace.wordpress.com or connect with her on Instagram at Marla Yvonne Creative. That's Y-V-O-N-N-E, and we'll definitely link her page. This episode was so important because mental health is so important. A friend of mine likes to say that the mind is a scary place and you should never go in there alone. If you need some help, we'll post some resources in the episode notes, but feel free to forward this on to someone that can use some encouragement. Remember to listen or subscribe because the next few episodes are just as powerful as this one. Next week, we're going to have a belated Mama's Day powwow. And if you're a mom, have a mom, or are considering the job, this one is for you.